on the, the at the very end of Pokemon the movie 2000, not the return of Mewtwo. Don't don't forget I ever said that. Um, <laughs> in in the last the last song on in the the entire soundtrack is Westlife flying without wings. I I, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I I was skipping through the credits just to see if anything happened. Like yeah, it's just stills or you not know, on light my version. Animation. Not yeah. on my version. Oh, on my on my version at the very end it says we've got the Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos turns round. Oh, I see. That's I I should have stuck around for after the credits. It just didn't seem like anything interesting was happening. So I yeah, I, I stopped. Yeah. So, but, but no, I listened to all of the songs that played during the end credits, and it was ghastly. Not the Pokemon ghastly. Um, it, no, just regular type with an H. It was horrid to listen to. All of the songs in this song in this movie are horrid to listen to. I didn't hate the first one in the opening credits. Right. I thought that was okay. I it's kind of jaunty, and. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, because I didn't go back and listen again because I didn't like it that much, a very early exploitation of auto-tune I thought I heard in there. Oh, I wouldn't... I would not doubt it. Um, it was of that era where that sort of music that really starts to usher in the popularity of auto-tune was, was... Yeah, it was steeped in all of that, that mawkish, inconsequential guff. Well, it was the year 2000... 2000 and within you know a couple of years of that the future you know you're 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 starting to get uh auto-tune really in in vast use and then and then little john future year and uh and and who's the who's the one that's on a boat two thousand 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 Trying to make it all like millennial and everything for everyone listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was the millennium. I mean, you know, and it was a it was a kinder, gentler time. It was before nine eleven. Yeah, was, it was a simpler time. Yeah, I can. I I remember where I was when Pokemon the movie two thousand came out. Yeah. Uh, I was working at a high end shopping mall, and that shit was everywhere again. It was well, still everyone, really big. Everyone was excited to see how Ash would deal with the three legendary bird Pokemon and the fourth legendary bird Pokemon Lugia. Um, it turns out that he deals with it using friendship. Yeah. Yeah. It does, it does turn out that in Pokemon the Movie 2000, it is friendship. Now, one thing I want to ask before we get anywhere with this is normally on the spin-off Doctors. Uh, hi, I'm Jim Sterling, and I'm with Conrad Zimmerman. Hello, Hello. Conrad. You're very welcome here. Um, normally, you watch the film, and I watch the film, um, but while you watch the film, you are like making some notes uh, to put together a summary, which you will then read back so that people can vicariously enjoy the movie through the sound of your silken voice. I think this is the first time we've ever actually explained the premise and format <laughs> of this show. Well, it's important that we do that because I, I need to ask you a question, and that is, do you, do you want to do that this week? Like, are you <laughs> sure you're okay to do that this week? I think I, think I can manage, yeah. Because... You're going to have, like, I was watching it, and words were being said by the characters. 
And I realised Conrad's going to have to repeat, if not verbatim, at least most of the detail of what is being said by these characters. And I, I couldn't do that. And I wouldn't wish it on anyone to have to repeat some of the inconsequential mawkish guff it that is, is it, it, said. It, it, like yeah. when, when it gets to the point when you're talking about how, um, you know, if anyone Pokemon can travel around the world to save the world, right? Like when it, when you get to that shit, like you're gonna be all right repeating some of the swill that was coming out of Lugario's fucking mouth. Um. Yeah, I summarized. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I kept I kept it real tight for that. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, it yeah. is like it is really. Um, oof! I, it really lays it all out there. Why the fuck is he talking at all? So I guess uh, well, is my question. Well, Mewtwo could. Yeah, but not. Uh, um, I don't know. Mewtwo was interesting. Lugia is not interesting <laughs> to me. I guess. It's a big underwater thing. I've got to look up the quotes because if you've summarized, I'm gonna. I'm just going to look up some quotes to drip feed along the way. This came that, out in 1999, actually. So, well, I think, yeah, it was, yeah. So the movie title's a fucking lie. The movie title is a, the movie title is a, it's a, it's a piss, right, piss damn lie. Um, so, so that's a problem straight away. Um, anyway, those are some quotes i'll look around that i like that my favorite quote is there lugia i have failed that's the best bit of the film um i did laugh at that bit um i oh that's the bit you laughed at (laughs) yeah Uh, because before the show you had mentioned that there was one (laughs) bit of the film that elicited a lot an out loud laugh from you (laughs) this was it huh (laughs) yeah when the hero thinks he's failed um, no, uh, no, now, no, no, it was no, released was... in Japan in 1999, but it was released uh, here in 2000. Oh, I see. So in Japan, I, I, they were being boastful. They were saying this will come out in the year 2000. Mark yeah, it, my yeah, words, we guarantee it. I we guarantee it will come out, out in the right year 2000. Because like, it's the year 1999 right now. So that's how early we are. Suck it. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were saying at, at Game Freak. Um, in 1999, I remember it. There was uh, it was on the sides of buses. They had uh, big Pokemon posters and everything. Um, and and one said, "Suck my dick." It had Pikachu at the little because because these uh, posters on buses are weird in Britain because the double deckers. Because they go along the windows, between the windows, between the two floors, between the two decks. Uh, but there is a gap between the windows on the bottom floor, so the poster can come down in like an elongated, fat, short T. So you'd have like Pikachu at the bottom in that little T bit, and then across the top it'd say, suck my dick. <laughs> part of that story was a lie. Guess which part? And um, when, it, when a price... it's about the design of the posters. They're not in a T. It's it's more of a just a flat banner across, right? Yes, yes. I it's it. Well, they do go down like that, but it's more like a like a flat mushroom or a fat sombrero than a T. 
I lied. I lied about the visual metaphor that I should have used. <laughs> that, and there's another one of those great quizzes where where Conrad's house is on the line next week. And that's 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 what we do. Like every week, I do this great quiz now called Jim's Lies. And if you don't get the lie right, um, I come and live in your place and kick you out. This and this is you live this on the is a premise for a new show that you are outlining <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna call it um, Quiz Boys. <laughs> Actually, no, uh, uh, Venture Brothers has that. So now they Jim lies. Call us that. <laughs> Jim, yeah, Jim. Well, that doesn't sound nice, does it? Let's at least, <laughs> let's, let's at least call it something like the Dishonesty Boys. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it friendly. Keep it PG. <laughs> Okay, so Pokemon the Movie 2000. I'm sorry I said it was the return of Mewtwo or Mewtwo Returns or, you know, Mewtwo Strikes Back or whatever. We'll get there. Yeah, we will get there. But I I made a mistake. Like, I can't be expected to use Wikipedia and do a podcast at the same time. That's just fucking stupid, right? It'd be be irresponsible to divide your attentions in that way. Certainly it never happens. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fucking reckless. It'd be fucking disgusting. And I would deserve to be tried um, in a court of law and hanged by the neck until dead. So, yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So I made an honest, I, I made an honest lie, and instead we're doing Pokemon the movie two thousand, and that. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. That is that. <laughs> As the film opens with before a view start, of three... Before, before we start, right, um, I've got a special treat for all the, the kids listening at home, right? Um, I've memorised the entire poke rap, the famous poke rap from the 1990s, and I'm going to do it right now for everyone. I'm going to perform it for everyone, right? Okay. Pikachu beckons. <laughs> God, thing. The three um, Pokemon you give a shit about. <laughs> Bob Sauce one in it. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's one. These are the Pokemon. Suck my dick. <laughs> Lug- L- Luki, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go. I- I'm gonna go next week and see uh, uh, Corey Feldman in oh, concert. God, please go. Please, yes, please. It's spend spend the twenty bucks. I'll reimburse you. Call it research. I don't, I, but I see the thing is I don't know if it's going to be able to compete now. That's true. Now that I've heard you do the pokey rap, maybe I can get Corey Feldman <laughs> no. to do the pokey rap. I will he remember all of the Pokemon like <laughs> I did? There's a hundred and fifty, hundred and fifty-one if you include me, which I can't remember if the pokey rap did. I mean, I do because I just did it all. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> So as the film opens with a view of three islands on a horizon and a slow king watching them, a voiceover delivers That slow king's fucking hilarious. The slow king's the best part of, one of the, like, top parts of this movie, easily. Yeah, yeah. He's the reason why this is better than the first one. The, uh, the, the first movie doesn't have a slow king in it. No. No, and, 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 and I'm going to bitch a little bit later about how much some of these Pokemon speak English. <laughs> not this one. He can talk as much English as he wants. Yeah, he can whisper it in my ear, milky-like. <laughs> so, uh, voiceover delivers this prophecy, uh, presumably from this tablet that we're shown. 
about disturbing the harmony of fire, ice, and lightning, uh, a beast of the sea, and a chosen one that will have to tame them all or something. And I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail on it because there's not a lot to it. Plus, if uh, you had to repeat verbatim the, the guff, the inconsequential mawkish guff that they were saying, um, I, I'd find it emotionally distressing to do. Yeah, especially since it, it like, the reason I'm not making a thing out of it is that the movie repeats it several times just in case you've forgotten because disturb you're, not you know, the harmony of fire no ice or lightning span. lest yeah. these three titans wreck destruction upon the world in which they clash though the waters great guardian shall arise to quell the fighting alone its song will fail Thus the earth shall turn to ash. O chosen one, into thine hands bring together all three, their treasures combined. I am Captain Planet. (laughs) Uh, As this voiceover finishes, we're on an airship with a snazzy-looking dude. Uh, He has a name. Anime Stephen Fry, that's what I was calling him. I don't think his name is said throughout the entire film. No, maybe he is the collector. Maybe this is a, an actual crossover with Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's this, this is like Del the big Toro. MCU entrance for Pokemon. Yeah, he's the collector. <laughs> I call him Rich Dude throughout the rest of this. Okay. Um, his computer tells him that it's identified three Titans, um, referred to in the inscription: Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno. They are and- Pokemon. Yeah, they're all Pokemons, and they're all native to the islands surrounding uh, Shamudi. Ooh, Shamudi. <laughs> that should. Why wasn't there a fun song about Shamudi? I, because that. Fucking you know, like a nineteen fifties very white bread bebop thing. Like a whole it, bunch of white guys. The fact Ooh, the pop. fact that there isn't is the new American cuckoldry. <laughs> So Rich Dude reveals his plan. Oh, that fuck. And he does this. Normally, you have to wait half a movie to find out what the villain's motivation is. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, yeah, Rich... this guy will just say it to nobody in particular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's he's going to capture these three Pokemans to get some other greater thing that he wants. Yeah. He's like, oh, I like Pokemans, uh, but there's something else that's even better, thanks. These so ones he heads for the closest one to him, because he's super efficient like that. Oh, yeah, he's great. <laughs> and uh, the airship flies over an island and begins dropping bombs that turn the surface to ice. <laughs> like he's carpet bombing this <laughs> island with ice. Seems a bit much. Well, in the world of Pokemon, no expense is too great to go in the name of friendship. And so uh, eventually Moltres leaves this cave that it's occupying. It just sort of blasts the ice out, flies off, and starts attacking. And the rich dude pummels it with a few more of these ice bombs. Just really smacks it in the head. This is why Captain Planet gets involved later. Yeah, seriously. Like, there's some serious animal cruelty going on here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And then he captures it with a bunch of electrified rings. Instead Classic. of a Pokeball, so he's he's got some kind of advanced Pokeball technology. Yeah, that, that yeah, he's, he's working better with. at catching Pokemon than 
other people because he's got well, these he's, big he's rings. the very best, like no one ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly. Now, uh, he gets it in there, and then he says, you know, just to make sure that we understand the plot, uh, he tells us that he'll capture Zapdos next, followed yeah. by Articuno. I, I, I was terrified I wouldn't know the running order. Like, right. I was, for a moment, I was like, well, he's got Moltres. That's done. Like, but what next? Zapdos or Articuno? Right? I, I don't know. I have no idea. It could be either one, right? Any fucking... This could be anyone's ball game right now, right? I half expected to look down and see a mangled fox look up at me and go, Chaos Rain. <laughs> but, thank fuck, right? Cross my dick and hope to piss, right? He lays it out and, and Zapdos is next. Thank Christ almighty, I thought I was going to have a heart attack and shit out of my mouth. So, Zapdos, then Articuno, and then he adds in the nugget that he expects that having all three of them will flush out Lugia, Lugia, Lugia. Lugia, what a horrible, disgusting name. That is really not good. Like, that is what you call a snot Pokemon, yeah. a snot-based Pokemon. Like one of the poison types. That's a Lugia. Fuck is there it. not a mucus type? There should be a mucus There's type. There's one called Muck. He's kind of mucusy, yeah. He's like a big old fucking thing of shit. Oh, God. Just the other day, I was... For reasons that I won't go into, I was watching uh, Teenage Pokemon, the very <laughs> fine animated series uh, created by our good friend Jonathan Holmes. Yeah, I remember that show. I remember that cartoon show. I was I was in one of those. Well, it was it, you were in two of them, and one oh, of the episodes oh, that yeah. you were in was the one I was watching, and it has it's it's a uh, it's centered around uh, I think it's War Turtle, and he's trying to get mm-hmm. a date online, and ultimately winds up getting into a flame war with himself, which was very cute. But um, but he's sending out messages to other Pokemon to try and get a date and just buried in there, just tucked away, the subject line in one of these messages uh, says, I want to make you muck spelled backwards. (laughs) And that might be one of my favorite Pokemon jokes ever. Because, you know, we've got, like, the precedent is set with Ekans. Mm -hmm. And then here we got and and Arbok, for that matter. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're all poison-type Pokemon. So it stands to reason that that the intent is for you to uh, to read Absolutely. Muck backwards. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard the, the, the Muck backwards joke before, but that was uh, a very well-deployed one. Yeah, um, it was well tucked in there. It very still makes well me nicely, nicely put in there. Jonathan wanted to do a spin-off of Teenage Pokemon called Ditto's Gotta Have It. And I... I don't know what the premise was, but the fact that it was called Ditto's Gotta Have It is one of the most Jonathan Holmes ideas I've ever heard. Yep. Um, that is a Jonathan Holmes title. Bless that for boy. For sure. Bless that creamy <laughs> boy. Um, okay, so what's going on with the Pokemon? What's uh, what's next? Well, so Ash Ketchum oh, that and, and his pals Misty and Tracy are traveling by boat. And they decide to let their Pokemans out for some fun and sun and an opening credit sequence. Yep. While Team Rocket follows them in a submersible shaped like a Magikarp. 
Magikarp. Uh, so this is our opening credit sequence, and I, I kind of dug the music for this opening scene. I, think, I, I honestly was. I think I stepped out to get a club biscuit. <laughs> I yeah. think that's what I did at that point. I went to get a club biscuit, which I imported from Britain because I had I had the theme tune of the old commercial stuck in my head a few weeks ago. If you <laughs> like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit, join our club. And that's how it went. It turns out clubs are shit. So I ate oh. this really shit club and I was just thinking about how bad it was and I wasn't really listening to this. So I guess I can't. I, I guess I should apologize early when I said that the whole soundtrack was horrible. I can't accurately judge this one. I was too upset by the club. It feels like a very sort of jaunty, happy Pokemon yeah. type. I remember know. something about, you know, you gotta love your Pokemon. There's, like there's a rap in there. Like, there's a little, it's a little hip hop oriented. Of course, there fucking was. There always is. Yeah. When can yeah. we escape? When can we escape the inoffensive? pop slash soft rap in our mawkish inconsequential guff. So the, uh... Oh, Pikachu! Oh, I love you! Whoa! Pika Pika! Whoa! Pikachu! It's my so impression of every fucking episode. As they're traveling along and they seem to be pr- approaching their destination... Uh, this storm swells up, and Pikachu sense, te- seems to sense that there is some bullshit afoot. And the ship's captain, which I, I think her name is Marion, yeah, sounds right like to me. that. Fucking um, Captain Pants. Yeah. Uh, she notes that due to the storm, they are now way off course and are pulling up to Shamudi Island. Ooh, uh, Shamudi. <laughs> you too, huh? Yeah. All the Pokemons seem to be freaking the fuck out about the weather. Even in Pallet Town, where Professor Oak is visiting with uh, uh, Del- uh, Delia. Is that, is that her name? <clears throat> sure. I don't know. They talk about but gardening. Why fucking not? And the rain starts and then immediately stops. Now, is she is she Ash's mother? Uh, I believe so, yes. I believe. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember because it would just make to- so much sense to me for them to just introduce a character and then completely forget <laughs> their existence and yeah. then just have Ash's mom show up later. Yeah, I think it's Ash's mother. Okay. So they talk about gardening for a bit and then the rain starts and then immediately stops and then gets replaced by snow and the Aurora Borealis? Matt Borealis. Oh, and, and tons of Pokemon all heading in the same direction towards that horizon. Yeah, a whole bunch of fucking idiots. You know, I got some, some Pidgeys in the air and then some dig, uh, Diglets. Now some Diglets coming along. Um, yeah. So Professor Oak determines that there is something very wrong in nature. And, oh, yeah. And doesn't the Diglets carry off his bicycle? Yes, they steal his bike. <laughs> yeah. Fucking idiot. Fucking Professor getting his ass whooped. Back on Shamudi. Ooh, Shamudi. Ash and crew disembark from the boat and meet the locals, who are all in traditional island garb and therefore terrifying to the white children who immediately <laughs> assume they are monsters. <laughs> and then this red bird comes along and says, Why are we trusting these newcomers to our island? One of the natives, named Carol, recognizes the boat captain. And breaks the ice, 
allowing her to then helpfully explain that there is an annual legend festival going on, hence the garb, and introduce their, her younger sister, Melody, who is set to perform some ritualistic role in the festival, even though she clearly thinks it's hokum. Uh, now, when they find out that Ash is a Pokemon trainer, well, the whole island freaks out. Yeah, yeah. This is like one of the rarest things in the world of Pokemon, is people that catch and train Pokemon. Yeah, n n nobody does this. They've never and fucking heard of something so bizarre. And the local, you know, it turns out that this legend around their festival involves the arrival of a Pokemon trainer. Does it? Does it? It Isn't does. Isn't it weird how everything fucking involves a fucking Pokemon twat somewhere? Well, and how long has this Pokemon training thing been going on? Yeah, like, you, I... I'm pretty sure at this point in in the uh, the Kanto anime continuity, I'm pretty sure Pokemon training's only been going on about three years. <laughs> and <if> he... <laughs> ow! 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 I'm hurting my yeah. Ow! I hurt my post surgery insides because I laughed so much. And the idea that Pokemon so train is about three years old. Well, the locals seem to discount this whole thing as a tourist trap thing, too, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, he instantly says this is bullshit, mate. Yeah. Melody serves her role in the festival by giving Ash a kiss to welcome him to the island. And that gets Misty all flustered. And uh, Melody mocks her for it. Oh, is it your boyfriend kind of deal? Oh, yeah, they uh, do this whole... Uh... Ash and Misty will they won't they fuck thing going on throughout the whole fucking story. They really do. At a feast that night, the uh, the ship captain tells a Rachi joke. Like I assume it's a Rachi joke because we only get to hear the punchline. Oh yeah. And, and the punchline is, and she says, "No, but I have crabbies." I have crabbies. I thought, yeah, I remember at the time I was like. I was still reeling from the club, and that kind of snapped me back. I was like, the Krabbies? Like, I know that's a Pokemon, but that does not sound appropriate. Right? And I have to wonder if there was some subversive in the translating yeah. department who was just like, you know what? The grown-ups need something here. Yeah, yeah. And bless whoever, whoever did that. We're going to give them a joke about crabs. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not much, but I've been going through like all two hundred of these fucking names, and it's the best I've got. Misty continues to fume about the idea of being Ash's girlfriend. Will they? Won't they? And Melody takes the stage, playing an ocarina thingy. Yeah, and... it it's like a a shell that someone's just like fucked some holes into. Well, but it also like. Has a spinny bit on the end that rotates. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bollocks machine. It's a strange, strange instrument. Uh, but Ash is totally into the performance. Um, he's he's he is, he was seemingly less interested in her when she was dressed as a uh, you know a very modern 
kind of uh, girl, the modern fashion sensibility, yeah. sunglasses, overalls, kind she of. She looks you know. independent and and everything. And, and yeah, but Ash Ash uh, doesn't doesn't seem he's confused by her. Doesn't seem really interested until she adopts this very sort of traditional, sort of pure, uh, innocent looking, uh, very submissive looking. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of. Um, I, th- I think, I think for me, what what made this scene a little alarming was was when he turned to Pikachu and said, "Now that's what a woman should be." <laughs> why and are then he you, just why looks are all these at women Misty. wearing pants anyway? Yeah. <laughs> you don't uh, need pants. So Melody tells this. This does upset Misty that Ash is into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he really keeps shooting her, her glances. He keeps shooting her glances and mouthing shorts. And it's weird because, like, with anime and, and stuff, um, lip syncing is, is not normally uh, uh, one This well-defined, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. truly accurate. But yeah. it's like <laughs> they went almost <laughs> overly realistic detail. With Ash's mouth, like you could see wrinkle, like it was like one of those still images from Ren and Stimpy, where yeah, the I was just art was the suddenly John bumped thing. up. Yeah, yeah, um, it was like that level of, of disgusting detail. I think like Spumco actually got involved with that one bit where they just closed up on his mouth and he mouthed the word shorts, and you just knew it without even hearing it over the song. You knew he was mouthing shorts to her. And she looked really fucking, like, belittled. (laughs) (laughs) So Melody tells Ash that he's to venture to Fire, Ice, and Lightning Islands, continuing the trend in the world of Pokemon of, like, I I had hope. Because here we are at Shamudi Island. (laughs) Shamudi. And and that's a name. That's something for an island. No, no. Because the, the island chain is called the Orange Islands. Yeah. And it's Fire, Ice, and Lightning Island. There are no other islands <laughs> notable for their Fire, Ice, or Lightning in the Pokemon world. These are it. Um, Imagine so if they found the second Fiery Island. They'd be fucked. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There is a Fire Island. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> So, he's going to venture to these islands, retrieve glass balls, and return them to Shamudi. Ooh, Shamudi. Ash is taking all of this very seriously. Yeah. Why? I would be like, what the f- Like, why am I here? Yeah. First of all, why am I here? Second of all, I'm a Pokemon trainer. I don't have time for this shit. Am I being paid? Like, He's getting shanghaied is what's happening. Yeah, to him. like what the fuck? Am, why does he? He's like Gordon Freeman at this point. Like he just <laughs> goes goes the fuck along with it because because he must. And so uh, Misty tells Ash to shove it, and you it's know. about to be a discussion. Well, he's you about know. to like again like un, unusual for for anime. Uh, they go back to that hyper realistic thing as he just raises his fist. Yeah, they um, really took the time. Just like I, it's not so much fist; like it goes up to backhand. Yeah, territory. I don't know if I can. You gonna be okay? 
Oh my fucking god. <laughs> so, uh, Pikachu runs off with his hat. Obviously, that's more important than dealing with this relationship that you have with this person. Your electric rat runs off. His electric rat runs off. Which Meanwhile, has always been the problem between the two of them. It's why, yeah. it's why she never commits to calling herself his girlfriend because he's always interested in the fucking mouse. <laughs> She's like, Meanwhile, it's Rocket. the fucking mouse. Like, I'm having a baby. I mean, it's 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 in an egg, essentially. <laughs> but but you haven't looked after our son. <laughs> you keep hanging out with the yellow fucking rat. <laughs> and that's when he's like, and again, like weird. It, they get in a different voice actor and everything just for him to go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so Team Rocket's just making it into Port at Shibuti just in time for Ash and the captain to head out. And overturned their swamped submersible. <laughs> so much pain. And Slow King's just, you know, doing his Slow King thing and observing. Yeah, just hanging out. It's, I just, I, I wanted to mention that Slow King's in this. It's totally not significant that he does this. Yeah. It's just important. Because every time you see Slow King, you have to smile. Mm-hmm. The storm's getting worse. And Melody decides to take her sister's speedboat and go after Ash, feeling responsible due to the stupid island ritual thing. And Misty and Tracy tag along, with Misty denying her deep passion for Ash's sweet rod the whole way. Mm-hmm. And Team Rocket, seeing this activity, stows away on Melody's boat to pursue Pikachu. They're always up to no good, and they always want Pikachu. That's, That's it. Two things about Team Rocket you have to know going forward. So we get a second with Rich Dude. You know, no, I don't know if you've remembered this character. I he's do the guy who's collecting him. all the Pokemon. Yep, yep. He's the closest to an antagonist that, that the, sh- the anime has had in a thousand years. Oh, God. God, yes. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, he's confirmed that he's now going to get Zapdos. Uh, before we cut to a news report about the unusual weather going on. And it explains that a previously unknown underwater current is disrupting weather all over the world. Jesus fucking Professor... Christ, what? I know, right? <sighs> Professor Oak gets a call from Professor Ivy, who tells him that the Pokemon in her research lab are also going batshit. And this is the uh, only appearance of Brock. In Pokemon the movie 2000. It is, yeah, yeah. He only gets a little tiny, uh, a little tiny look in the poor guy. Of course, in the in the continuity, he they had uh, progressed the story somewhat. I was, I was sort of growing up out of it by that point and had stopped. But after they did the Kanto and went on to the Johto region, but mm. uh, yeah, yeah, I remember him uh, staying behind. Well, yep. Well, neither Misty or Brock are in the new series, as I'm so far as we know. Yep, 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 yep. big time, big time. I, I know nothing about the the anime beyond. Um, I remember Butch and Cassidy; they were good characters. 
so, traveling through rough waters, Ash lands on an island and follows Pikachu into a cave. Fucking Turns out this is uh, Fire Island, I guess, or no, uh, Electric Island. And uh, Melody's ship also struggles. Uh, it flips at one point and tosses Team Rocket ahead of them to Electric Island, or Lightning Island, Lightning Island. Uh, and, but she gets the rest of them there in one piece, and along the way develops a grudging respect for Misty when she learns about her history as the leader of a water gym. Oh, yeah, because she's not worried about the water. She says, I don't care. I can never drown because I, as a human being, with all the frailties of a human being, have some loose thematic association with water. Therefore, uh, and then using sails concealed within the speedboat, Melody uses uses the sails to pilot the boat across the island upstairs. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dick dastardly builds all of the boats in <laughs> in this particular island region. Oh, so good. Uh, Pikachu leads Ash to the first of the glass balls he's supposed to find. Fucking rat. And as he leaves, he runs into Team Rocket, who do their shtick. <clears throat> and thank you. Thank you, Pokemon the Movie people, for letting Team Rocket do their thing this time. Well, they don't. They still cut him off. Oh, they let him get, they let him get through it, at least, and then, like... And like they get to introduce themselves. They no, do the... well, they do the, int- the. They went about as far as they did in the first movie. It's not until they do the the, the turn later that they do the the full musical an approximation of it in full, like a, a flipped version yeah. of it. But yeah, frustratingly, I feel like they gave they just... them more time here. I mean, I didn't feel like they did. I felt like they cut them off again. I mean, they, but they do. They do wind up getting uh, interrupted by the arrival of uh, of Melody. In the speedboat. Yeah. Um, boat. That wasn't fun. And then Mel- Melody razzes Misty some more about the whole, uh, you know, about the being the girlfriend of Ash. Yeah. At this point, she's being like, like, like a presumptuous. Like this is like, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Like and my, then, well, then my Team res- Rocket like questions the entire premise of heterosexual relationships. Just completely. They're like, what's the point? And, That's you know, how Team Rocket rolls. They don't have it, time for that. Well, and it's, I mean, it's very, very strongly implied that uh, throughout the series, seemingly, that um, who are the two? Jesse it's, and it's James. Jesse and James, right. That, that James plays for uh, a different team than, than perhaps... Many others in the Pokemon world. Is that how we're referring to it? Like, like, like my dad. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it, it's interesting that I love, I love the fact that Jesse and James have these sort of. I don't like that they're the bad guys. Well, they're kind of, they're bad guys to the point of mascots, like. Right, but they're made. They're made silly. Yeah, yeah, they and definitely disposable, are. And not to be regarded as something important or valuable. But as a kid, I always preferred villains. 
and I always loved camp characters. So and as they a are kid, both. Yeah, yeah, as a kid, Team Rocket were my favorites, and they still make these movies like imminently watchable for the scenes that they're in. Right, uh, and and it's well played in this sequence. The little. You know, like, oh, you don't need the opposite gender. The opposite gender is only going to cause you trouble. And it's like, wow. I mean, it's true. But it's interesting to hear them describe themselves as being just so checked out from that scene. They're they're cynics for a a world that was not ready for them. Yeah, way ahead of their time. Way ahead of their time. Innovative. Uh, Zapdos appears overhead, starts shocking the shit out of everything. Until Pikachu zaps him and gets his attention. And as it turns out, they aren't fighting, but communicating through this electricity, according to Meowth. Yeah, that's something Pokemon do now. Like, that's actually what Meowth says at one point. They're like, he's, he ain't electrocuting him. Yeah, communicating. And James is like, oh, is that what Pokemon do now? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they talk through electricity now. Yeah, uh. I, I do it through scratching, sure, whatever, kids. So Meowth translates and explains that Zapdos has decided to claim Fire Island now in the absence of Moltres. And it's then that Rich Dude shows up in his airship. Zapdos attached, attacks the airship, but it's just draining his energy, making it easier for the Rich Dude to capture it. Uh, this time in square-shaped electric thingies. Okay. I don't know why they had to be different. Because uh, uh, Zapdos itself is the electric bird. Um, woogie, woogie, woogie. Yep. Yeah. And square conducts less than circle. Okay. Sure. Uh, so our heroes are in a cage in a big hall where Moltres and Zapdos are also being held. Uh, Melody spots a tablet with the legend on it and reads it aloud again for those with short attention spans. Uh <laughs> Rich dude shows up to brag about his trophies, which offends the fuck out of Misty. Yeah. Because Pokemon are meant, they're meant to be made to fight each other, not merely collected. Yes, yes. Like, providing Um, them a safe environment and home. Like, you don't know what he's doing with these Pokemon once he, like, takes them to wherever he actually keeps them instead of this airship. Like, presumably, he's not just going to keep them locked up in these little display cages forever. I assume he's taking them to a habitat. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, either that or or would you prefer him put them in tiny little bowls, you right? fucking monsters? And make them fight each other. What if this guy was, like, the real hero all along? It, it could be. Like, he's he is a conservationist. Yeah. He's trying to save these creatures. Just because he's got an English accent doesn't make him a villain. Exactly. Yeah, it's, Come it's on. totally unfair. Come on. Profiling, really. Fuck on. Uh, now, the conversation gets cut short by the airship's computer, which informs them that Articuno is on the move. And so Rich Dude leaves to go pursue it, but not before... Oh, he'll want to collect that one next. Yep, but not before our heroes are kind of unceremoniously released from their cage. Why did he do that? Oh, I don't know. Like, he had an, uh, he was clearly having an argument or a disagreement with these guys. Well, there was that, that bit where um, I think it's James who's like, why did you let them go? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> just, just don't question it. Just, let's just 
Oh, fucking move on. The news is continuing coverage of the anomalous weather and have brought Professor Oak and Ivy by helicopter to the seed to provide color commentary. And hey, can I come? Mother's Fuck there off, for bro. reasons. Now, and I think I think we need to talk about this a little bit because I think that this this movie is sort of telling us something about the callous, uh, ratings-driven philosophy <laughs> that has pervaded mainstream media. Oh yeah, she said she, you you believe this this movie said something about the media. I really do because I mean think about this. What would be how would you expect? a news organization to cover this, right? They might send a reporter out into the field to do the dramatic, like, we're out here in the storm shit, right? Mm -hmm. But they'd never drag along and endanger sources, let alone the mother of a missing child. Well, in today's 24-hour news cycle, where ratings are everything and people are desperate to please the shareholders, who's to say they wouldn't, right? Exactly. Right, and that's what I think they're saying. I think that they're saying that, hey, this is what we're, this is where it's headed, people. Yeah, if if we and and now look at us, we we are there. We are there. We're shipping. And, and, we're and, shipping mothers to Afghanistan. <laughs> oh God, could you imagine? Then they actually do. They put them on buses, and they <laughs> they drive them into Afghanistan and just fire rockets like close to the bus to freak the shit out of them and send them back. <laughs> And say, right, that'll happen again if any of you mouth off. So your boys are ours now. Keep keep it shut. Professor Oak, who is apparently not just an expert on Pokemon, but also an expert on global weather patterns. Well, apparently, I guess he's a climate scientist, too. This world being what it is, if you know everything about Pokemon, you apparently know everything else because no one gives a shit about anything else than Pokemon. Well, so it's everything like, in the world is based on and reliant on Pokemon. Yes. I mean, imagine if the Pokemon realized, like, some of us, according to the, the, the game stats, some of us have IQs so massive that they are a thousandfold times beyond the scope of human comprehension. And others of us can, like, melt cities. Why are we taking the shit? Like, humans would be fucked. Like, it wouldn't even be... be Planet of the Apes. We would just be, like, glassed. I wonder, first off, if there has been, and maybe there has, and someone listening to this would probably know far better than I ever could, uh, if there has been a plot line where there has been a Pokemon professor, like a, 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 a competitor to Oak, who goes totally bad, like becomes Bond villain. Because mm. can you imagine how dangerous... A Pokemon professor could be? He knows everything. Like, he is more or less one of the most powerful people in the world already by virtue of being a Pokemon professor. Effectively a god among men. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, as close to god as you can get in that world without being, you know, one of the, I'm sure, god Pokemon. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, he explains his theory. 
based on a highly disputed idea that all water on Earth comes from this specific island chain. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why that's disputed. Again, um, these, these guys know everything there is to know about Pokemon, and because Pokemon are so important, they're kind of trusted to know everything else. Kids, if you're watching this, right, the world's water does not come from one chain of islands. Don't let, don't let that, that is pushed about by fucking corporations to deny global warming. Oh, saying, yeah. They keep saying, oh, the island's leaking again. That's yeah. why there's more water. Um, you, you find those, th- there's like 3% of climate scientists that disagree with the, uh, with the idea that man is responsible for climate change and, and caused it and all of that. And they all believe that the source of all water is a chain of three islands. Yeah, they all go to the leaky island theory. <laughs> and, and, and it just disgusts me that this movie pushes that. I mean, I was already pissed off that the first movie was so hard on the anti-vax train. Right. This is just... It's just irresponsible. Like, I heard that by the 14th movie, they are, you know, they're endorsing Trump and everything. No, it's it's all about coal. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I know. And and forgotten people of Pallet Town. No, yeah, I know. There's a whole thing where the Pokemon centers have been shut down. They repealed the fuck out of those. Replaced it with something else, but like you know, if you're a Snorlax, you're in a high risk pool. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's they they were they were. Oh God, what kind of procedure could they have been performing at Pokemon Centers? <laughs> oh God, I don't even want to think about it. Uh, so uh, apparently, a disruption in the balance between fire, ice, and water, according to this theory that Oak has, could throw the whole system out of whack giving rise to this beast of the sea. So he's referring to this, like, water flow as the beast of the sea. And Ivy, Professor Ivy there, she suggests that the erratic Pokemon behavior is basically them singing an elegy for our doomed world. More or less. Yeah, yeah. At At no point do, like, any of the news reporters or anything say, like... You fuckers have actual PhDs. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What is this shit? What is this fucking Catholic, <laughs> anarcho techno Catholic shit that you're spouting? <laughs> and then uh, Ash's mom cries for the camera, because I guess that's why she's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Articuno's out freezing shit. And Melody seems to get that this is kind of a bad thing, probably because she reads the legend from the tablet again. I was, I was gang... a little confused at this point as to what the main driving plot was, so I'm glad she read from the tablet. Yeah, it was really important that she brought us back around. Yeah. Uh, These movies are for kids, and I don't care. <laughs> the gang decides, well, no, you know, Not here's even kids the thing. are that fucking stupid. It's just, well, that's just it. It's... I mean, honestly, I think these are as much for the adults watching who have been just so numbed by the bullshit nonsense and flashing colors of distraction that are everywhere in this that are really there specifically to distract from the fact that there isn't a whole lot of plot in here. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have a plot, 
just say the line of a plot over and over again. Yeah, that's that's the that's the modus here. Uh, so let's see here. Where was I? Oh yeah, um, uh, Pikachu gets she, his little boner out. Yeah, the the gang decides to set Zapdos and Moltres free and attempt to fix things and restore the balance. Um, and even Team Rocket gets in on the action. Oh, they can't but, help themselves. But none of the Pokemons that they have is able to break the things confi- combine, confining them uh, until a whole bunch of them do it at once. And Moltres gets out. And then Moltres attacks Zapdos in its cage, which sets it free. It, 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 I think that that needs to be made clear. Moltres isn't, like, trying to liberate Zapdos. He's trying to kill it. <laughs> yeah, they want It just to happens to set it free other. as a result. Yeah. Uh, and then the two take to the skies to fight each other, <laughs> fucking up the airship in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes uh, a crash landing on Lightning Island. Uh, fortunately for Ash, it crashes in such a way that the lightning sphere, hey, remember those things? Lands right in front of him. Yeah. So, cool, he's got two of them now, or something. I guess he was on Fire Island. The first. I don't know, this movie's terrible. Uh, the heroes, plus Team Rocket... Return to Melody's speedboat, which is flung out to the sea, and they seem doobed, but they're caught by a water spout, which delicately carries them all the way back to Shamudi Island. Ooh, Shamudi. Where, where Slow King's hanging out. And he directs Ash to put the spheres in some ritual construct thing. Oh, yeah, uh, but, like, put the treasures in the thing. God, he's so good. I liked it when he says, I should put on some pants. Yes! They cut back to him at one point, and he's cold because Articuno's freezing shit, and he's like, I should put on some pants. He's fucking great. I cannot stress enough how much I love the performance of the voice actor in this English dub for Slowpoke. I love him. It's perfect. If if, if he's going to speak English, like, why couldn't Lugia have been inspiring in some way? He's supposed to be inspiring. He's not. But goddamn, Slow King's amazing. Um, so Ash is one short on these spheres, and the fighting between the three legend, legendary birds is really getting out of hand. When the water spout appears again and reveals itself to be Lugia, which confronts the other birds, and the birds all forget about their own petty squabbles and team up on Lugia, kicking its ass basically. And Slow King says only the Chosen One can save the world, with the legend pointing out that Lugia was going to fail in singing a song, and thus the world will turn to Ash. Which literally means Ash Ketchum. Yeah. He does say he wishes his name was Bob, and we all laughed. Fucking prophecies. I swear to God. Imagine if it had said, thus the world shall turn to Bob. (laughs) would have been way better. And and, and Ash, totally not remembering that he saved the world in a prior movie the year earlier because YouTube wiped everyone's memories of the event, feels overwhelmed with the responsibility and wishes his mother had named him Bob, as you said. And it's at this point that uh, Melody realizes that Lugia was singing the same song she was playing on her ocarina earlier. And she does so again. The song revives Lugia, who then gives us a whole fucking monologue about explaining the necessity for Ash to go get this last 
sphere thing because it only works if he does it. You know, white savior shit. Ash is still unconvinced. Until every single one of his friends and his slave beasts tells him that he can do it. He sets off for the island, having his Pokemans pull him on a piece of the destroyed speedboat like a sled. I liked it when he said, because it was cold, that instead of a chosen one, he feels like a frozen one. Uh-huh. Uh. While his mother and teacher crash to some Shamudi in their helicopter. Uh, the Battle of the Birds puts a wall of ice in Ash's way, but it's Team Rocket to the rescue, using an inflatable boat and part of the crashed helicopter to make a hovercraft. They explain their logic to Ash that without a world, they're out of a job, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's flawless logic. Ash recovers the sphere, but the hovercraft is destroyed by the birds, which are still fighting. So he and Team Rocket start running, eventually getting a lift from Lugia, who probably could have done that to get him there too. Like, it's, it's why like, are we just... It's like the eagles at the end of the Lord of the Rings films. Just... Yeah. It's, why it are we just now having you. this idea? Uh, Team Rocket, realizing that their weight is slowing Lugia down, and putting this whole saving the world thing at risk, they decide to sacrifice themselves. They in a, do. In a rare moment of nobility. Touching heroic sacrifice and uh, the lead into the bit that did genuinely make me laugh. Which was? Which is where they are uh, falling down and uh, Jesse goes, let's not say goodbye. And James says, let's just say. And Meowth says, we're going to die. And it's just so blunt. He yep. just looks at the camera and just says, we're going to die before they hit the water. And I burst out laughing. It was it's, actually it's, very well done. They were doing the, you know, their whole poem thing. And yeah. It was just that last bit, let's not say goodbye, let's just say we're going to die. <laughs> I found that so quite, quite funny because you don't normally see it that blunt in a kid's film. Yeah. Um, and they, they don't die, of course, as a of bunch course. of Pokemon have made a hole in the ice below for them to fall through. Um, as... Lugia and Ash are about to reach Shamudi. Shamudi. Rich dude takes the opportunity to. I'm just pause just in case. You you know you don't have to, but I would pause however long it took for you to do it. So. <laughs> uh, it doesn't go well. Uh, Lugia destroys what remains of the airship before taking a nose dive into the ocean, saying that it failed. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Melody tries to get Misty to play her ocarina to revive Lugia, but Misty decides to rescue Ash instead. Having come to terms with uh, needing to catch it all, and uh, by it all, I mean Ash's dick. As Ash staggers back to where he's supposed to put the orbs and puts the ice orb in the ice orb spot, things glow and greed liquid flows out of the statue and fills in runes and runs up pillars and shit. Melody plays the song in her ocarina again, and the liquid spreads to the ocean, presumably polluting the fuck out of it. Uh, the birds all get up and fly around, no longer fighting, and Lugia joins them before giving Ash another ride on its back, and the weather turns to normal. And Lugio congratulates Ash on his fine work and then returns to the ocean. And Ash's mother shows up to harangue him about how he's gone all the time, and it breaks her heart. <laughs> 
Could you save the world a little closer to home next time? Ash's mother says. We we really did all laugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rich dude finds the card of Mew that he started his collection with and pledges to restart it, so he's learned fuck all. And Team Rocket plans to become good guys permanently yep. until they discover the logistics required and decide to resort to thievery to fund their new enterprise. Yes, they do the whole that's good, that's bad thing from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um but they, it does end in quite a... a it, it's, it's charmingly done. Yeah. It's nicely and, done, because Team Rocket and, are quite good. And then there's a credit sequence yeah. that we didn't really watch. Then it's all, you know, friendship and Pokemon together in love and things that they do at night when everything is feeling right. They look into each other's eyes. And run the fingers down the thighs. <laughs> Pokemon. Shit booty. Now that's Pokemon the movie 2000. Uh, it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Conrad, did you like Pokemon the movie 2000? Uh, let's all meet up in the year 2000. Let's all meet up when we are fully grown. Or not? Uh, you know, I didn't hate it. I, I didn't, I, you know, it's, at worst, it was inoffensive. It, yeah, that's, it was, it was inoffensive, inconsequential, mawkish guff. But, I mean, I, I also feel like, like, there are, there are clear problems with it as a movie. Like, for example, like, I know it's not necessary to have characters learn something in a kid's movie. But it would have been nice for someone to have fucking learned something. I, mean, I, I think the moral story is like, don't, don't collect magic birds. Yeah. I mean, if you're Which, gonna collect magic birds, don't be smug and rich about it. I guess. At least observe the legends surrounding yes. your birds. Yes. I, and really, gonna... this is just a miss. Oh my god! Holy crap! I just hit it. I ah. just realized it. Okay, this is all a statement. On religion. Oh. This whole thing comes about as a result of a misinterpretation of a prophecy. Yeah, yeah, they get the wrong idea. You know, he's thinking, I'm going to get these three birds, and it's going to bring this other bird out, and then I'll get that. But he and didn't realize that, you know, when you try and get... When you try and get too good of a bird then you could make the world cold, just like and so, religion. Well, I mean, you, you could... All, all it takes, all it takes is for one guy... Just one guy. ...to kind of misconstrue the words of someone that was said a few thousand years before. Mm-hmm. Before iPods. Right? To start a, a, a chain of events that puts the entire global social order at risk. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All it takes is that one guy to be properly motivated to have the will to pursue their mistaken ends. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're misinformed, um, just knows about the world through Fox and Friends ideas. All it takes is the determination and the money to to do it. And you could make the world cold because of a bird. Okay, so 
if if you don't take anything away from today's episode of the spin-off doctors then please take away don't fuck with magic birds yeah i, I really think that that's ultimately yeah. what we should we yeah. should i mean that's the practical thing to oh take yeah away from it yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if nothing else, like it's less effort to not fuck with them than it is to fuck with them. So, path of least resistance, at the very least, don't fuck with the magic birds. So, what are we doing next time, Jim? Uh, I don't know. I don't is, either. <laughs> is there a Resident Evil left? Oh yeah, there's a Resident Evil left. Is it the last one? I don't. Uh, I don't know. Actually, uh, I'm not going to Wikipedia because that'd be uh, irresponsible. It would be irresponsible yeah. of you to do that. But I, I am going to do it, though. Did we watch Retribution? Was that the last one we did? Oh, God. You're asking me to remember them by name. Um, Resident Evil, Resident Evil, Resident Evil, Resident Evil, Retribution. That That's when evil went global. Um, uh, the last one we watched was Afterlife, I think. Okay, so let's watch Retribution. Okay. It's we'll um, that. the ultimate battle. Um begins oh yeah in in mila jovovich's vehicle resident evil retribution directed by paul ws anderson big fun so let's do that why not okay okay thank you all for listening i hope you enjoyed it if you if you love our boy conrad over there with his voice then you can follow him on twitter at conrad zimmerman it's all one word and we do another podcast called fist shark marketing which you can also listen to in a minute if you want uh go to fistshark.com or look for it on itunes you know wherever you get your podcasts i don't really give a fuck if i'm honest where you get them so yeah we just care that you get them yeah yeah that's the the only bit i i just don't fucking i, I don't care <laughs> <laughs> all right We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You're flying without wings.